material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. I am the host of your show. And we come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. right here in beautiful, sunny, I hate to say that out loud, sunny Southern California. And it is beautiful at this time. And I know much across the United States is cold and freezing. I talk to my kids in the Midwest, and it's, it's sounding bad back there. Well, you can call in at one 472 Now, I see the st- stats of who's listening and where you're from, and I know that many of you are listening on archives because this show is really an education show for first responders especially and also for education experts, faith-based leaders across the United States, civic leaders and like that, but also around the world because this problem is a global problem and the problem of human exploitation in child pornography, social media exploitation, human trafficking of all kinds. Well, we have a guest today, and I'm really, really excited, and I'm hoping that uh, you can really get some great takeaways on this. Our guest today is Bill Murray. You want to say hello, Bill? Yeah, hi. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and by the way, I use Trip Elix whenever I'm uh, talking about this uh, stuff for legal reasons, because corporate America will is not real happy with me. I see. Okay. Well, on top of it, you know, uh, your name gets confused probably with the other one. So let's use Trip. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, you, Opal, it works like this. I grew up in the Bible Belt. Uh And do you remember back when you were writing block letters? Um, you know, I'm not going to admit to that, Bill. I mean, (laughs) trip, trip, trip. Anyway, (laughs) I I was, I was a little guy and I wrote a W for my William and then I put an M right on top of it and it made three X's on my paper because that's, uh, William and Mary's logo looks like that also. Uh My teacher went visit ballistic told me that I was writing pornography and um, I went home and I, I, you know, I said, but it's my name and she just didn't want to hear it. So I went home and told my mom that I was writing pornography today and uh, ever. (laughs) So you could imagine her face. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I write as uh, trip. Okay, trip. So let's talk about your book. You have a book, Protecting Kids Online. And of course, that really caught my attention right off the bat because of the work of me and kids. That is literally, you know, keeping kids safe from predators and why people are listening to this show around the world. We know that literally social media exploitation is a global epidemic and it's growing at enormous rates. Part of it, quite frankly, is because we're putting our kids on the internet younger and younger. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the The problem with putting little kids on the internet, especially um, kids that are preschool, and putting their names out there is that any sociopath, any, um, any pimp can get a list of every 12-year-old that lives in your community um, anytime they want. And they can use uh, the mailing list industry, which, by the way, your first responders that listen to this ought to understand something. I can find out who they are because their names and addresses are for sale on, from the same company out of Chicago. Um, sure. And on top of it, with artifi- it, go ahead, with artificial intelligence, you'll soon know everything about them. 
Well, it's not that uh, AI, need, you need to worry about AI. They're in a list by department right now. Uh-huh. Um, it comes out of a company called Axiom, which is in uh, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Wow, um, but any pimp that wants to buy a list of every 12-year-old that's in your neighborhood can buy the list. Um, if you want to limit that list to 13-year-old girls that have blonde hair and blue eyes and have working moms that are single uh, that rent, uh, you can buy that list for your neighborhood for about $400. And that comes with their home address and phone number. If I want their social media or email account, that's only a dollar more. Wow, that's crazy. Well, let's back up a little bit here. Um, Sure. Tripp, tell tell us who you are. I believe that you're a cybersecurity expert. Is that how you got started in this? Well, I got a... I got started in this because of my prior book, A Right to Property. Somebody hired me to figure out who hacked their computers. And I'm looking at the IP addresses, and I'll tell you that um, when you connect to the Internet, you have an IP address. That is the um, address that's assigned to your device or your outside device. So I'm looking through this stream of IP addresses, and we all look at, um, we all um, know that all these companies are out there tracking what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And when you do get down to the connection information, you got to research every IP address and who's doing what. Well, companies... Um, you know that if a hacker puts a program on your computer and steals your information, mm-hmm. that's hacking. It's illegal. A person right. is prosecuted for that. Right. We have a name for it when a corporation does it, though, that somehow makes it okay, and it's called spyware. It steals your information, and it sells it to a major corporation, and now suddenly it's not hacking. It's just marketing. That's always Mm -hmm. confused me. I don't get that. At any rate, I'm trying to figure out what is spyware, what is malware. In other words, what IP addresses are going to nefarious IP addresses versus the marketing industry. And Mm -hmm. I started getting into, well, who are the marketing industry? Everybody heard the word spyware, but who are these companies? Mm-hmm. I created a uh, website that actually offers a list of all these companies and who they are. Um, it's myinfo.org. Now, if your uh, police officers want to get off the list, Axiom Corporation down in Arkansas sells their home addresses, who their families are, their children's first names. Um, They can send a letter to Axiom and to Experian, which are the two biggest data players Mm-hmm. And I have their addresses on itsmyinfo.org where mm-hmm. they can click on the Take Action link, scroll down, and they can find a letter and the addresses to send them. If you send them a letter, you don't have to tell them that you're um, a first responder. You can. But mm-hmm. the thing is, people in the United States, their information, your name, Opal, belongs to you. It doesn't belong to a corporation. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that companies often misrepresent, radio personalities and TV personalities represent, is that your name can belong to someone else. Mm -hmm. It's absurd logic. Uh, Our whole nation has bought into that concept. Now, uh, there are many people listening besides first responders. If anybody wants to be able to get removed from that, can they do that as an individual? You have the right that your information belongs to you. Public Mm -hmm. information, you know how Mm -hmm. you put somebody's name in and 
you put it into Google and you try to find their addresses, you right. can remove that too. Mm-hmm. Private inf- public information is a fictional term. It mm-hmm. has no legal definition. Mm-hmm. You see, when a community like your community, your tax uh, system, has uh, you pay property tax to your town, when mm-hmm. the government has that information on their website, it is called publicly disclosable information. That's right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. You're based in California. California mm-hmm. is the only state in the United States that actually has a privacy law. The rest of the country does not. You, as a, as a citizen of the state of California, have the right to removal from any company. By the way, the tech companies that are in California don't have their databases in California. They have them in other states for this very reason. California mm-hmm. law says that um, it has, it, you're not allowed to sell uh, other people's information. Interesting. We're the only state, is that right? Yeah, you're the only state in the United States. Wow. Well, this has gone really, really fast. We're up starting up against a break here, so we're going to take a minute out and uh, for commercials, and we're going to be right back. But we are talking to Trip Elix, and he has a book called Protecting Kids Online. If you'll stay with us, we will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We have as our guest today, Trip Elix, T-R-I-P, second name E-L-I-X. He wrote a book called Protecting kids online, how to keep them safe from perverts, stalkers, data thieves, and scammers. And it's an interesting approach, as all of you know, me and kids, Liz and Breeze, to keep kids safe from predators around the world. 
and uh, especially in Southern California, where we work with the Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. I serve as the training and outreach coordinator for the local task force. So that means that I work with real cases and people call in leads. And quite frankly, the the crime of sextortion is becoming an absolute epidemic across the United States. That word is sex and extortion combined, sextortion. And it is, in essence, blackmail with a photo. And I am seeing, on average, about two to three cases a week on it. We just had a new case this week where it had been going on for almost four years in a very prominent family. And uh, everybody was oblivious to it until it reached outrageous proportions. And so uh, I was really um, impressed when I saw this book coming out, Protecting Kids Online. I'm especially impressed with it because Tripp, who is the author, has a cybersecurity background. And as you all know, I'm working with me. We're about the real deal here. This isn't a bunch of hype or, you know, getting people to march up and down the street is how do we solve this problem? Our, our world is a changing, changing world, evolving as literally predators of all kinds. People all around the world are now allowed to come into our living rooms and meet our kids firsthand, and in many cases, know more about them than we do. So with that, Trip, tell me why you wrote this book, and what do you think the most important message is in this book? Well, I wrote the book because I found a deficit in the understanding that people have with their devices. Mm -hmm. We're not going to... There are two sides to this story, and you're involved with only one side, uh, by and large. What I mean by that is that the state, meaning the government, the police, that try to monitor the information about people, um, that's a legitimate use. There's another side, which are the corporate entities that try to monitor the people, which is an illegitimate use. So how do we protect our kids? We protect our kids by doing a couple basic things at the start. I mean, when they're very young. And that is, we tell them not to trust technology. We get them to use an alternate name when they're signing up for technology. You see, the corporations don't have a right to any of the information anyway. These are your devices. We're told um, that we need to be honest all the time. And that is coming back to haunt us. The reason that we have identity theft, the real reason is that corporations, meaning the credit card industry, sold us out. The banking industry sold us out. So how we protect our kids from this is when a child is really young, sign up their name as their imaginary friend and keep it throughout their life. The idea that corporations can just take your child's information and pair it with who they are and then sell it to anybody is wrong. Now, I'm not going to be able to... You can take your own child's information off the internet and take it away from these databases by sending a letter to these companies telling them to cut it out. But most people won't do that. I know that. But what you can do is you can get um, a different name. Now, what happens is that um, the extortion cases... The reason that these kids got involved with that is that their name was known. They got into a compromising situation and disclosed who they were because they had created an email address, and that email address was associated with who they were. I mean, do you know the details? Was this on... Um, did this start on the Xbox like some of the other ones that I heard or the Sony PlayStation chat or was this on cell phones? 
Oh, it happens all different ways. And you're right. There is a huge situation going on with the uh, gaming and the online chats with gaming and like that. And um, and I often talk about that and, of course, have my own book called Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers, which addresses that. Uh, this is a fascinating concept that you're uh, providing here. And, and uh, I am all in uh, favor of what you're saying. Uh, I think that it really only addresses one issue, though, because the other issue is kids today want to be reached on the internet and they want to reach out to strangers. And so, um, you know, that is some of the challenge that you have is when you put people in a chat room, even if it's under an imaginary name, if they're giving out their information, then they're automatically available and vulnerable. And it is, we know that predators will tell you their two criteria is, are they available and are they vulnerable? Now, you're certainly addressing the available end of this. If they are not using a real name, then it isn't, then total strangers can't reach out to them. Then you have the other challenge of them wanting to be on these game sites and wanting to be accepted um, and get their score up. And then that makes them available and vulnerable. So it's challenging. And I I, um, I agree wholeheartedly. You're, you're approaching this in a way that I have not seen. And I, I understand completely what you're saying about the corporations. I've I often take it a step further because of the fact that they're using artificial intelligence connected to that name, whether it's your real name or your artificial name, that all the time they're saying you have a right to privacy and protecting you from encryption in the on Congress. They're selling your every click, your every search, your every connection, you know, your every purchase uh, out there. And so it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, because you're absolutely right. The corporations own you in that way. No, the uh, corporations don't own anybody. This idea that corporations own any of your stuff is basically, um, it's a lie. Just like public information is a lie. You see, we're fed a whole bunch, you know, we talk about AI. AI is just computers. In computers, these companies, they're really run by dumb and dumber. You can misrepresent what you put on these systems, and it will take it as correct. That's the problem with criminal information that's currently sold, background information. Um, The information in these databases is junk, and that's what corporate America relies on when they do a background check. If you want a background check who somebody is, you run them through some databases. You're not allowed to run them through the official NCIC system. The problem Mm -hmm. that the NCIC system faces is it's incorrect, too. And police departments throughout the country know that that thing is not reliable. They keep it to themselves. They don't, we don't talk about this nationally. But we need, we, the people of the United States, need a reliable criminal lookup system. So I believe that the NCIC system should be tied in and broadcast to the public of who the criminals are. In other words, have a national criminal lookup system that we all can relate to. That way, when we have this guy that's living next door to us, and we know that this guy is a criminal, and we go look at him on the national system, and he's not on the national system, it gives me a place to complain It gives me a place to report and say, why isn't Bob Jones in this system? I just tried to look him up, and he's not there. You see, that us as people reporting about crime is how the system works. It doesn't ever work when it's closed, when it's authoritarian, when there's secret files. You know, we're still living the legacy of J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover did a grab where the state grabbed the banking industry and created secret files about politicians and kept power through extortion. Mm 
These are, this is no secret. Everybody that is in America knows that story. Corporations are using the same trick that J. Edgar created. They're creating secret files and using us against them, or against us. And it should not be that way. We should be in control of our own stuff. I don't believe that AI is dangerous, by the way. It's only dangerous in the human hands. In other words, when we get down to the point that we, a pimp can use AI to look up the psychology of a target um, to find the pathology for, um, for making that person into a victim... Um, this is the future that is to pass. See, I see it completely. I see it quite differently because of the cases that we do. We're starting up against a break, so I don't know if I have time uh, to go into it. But where I'm concerned about AI is that, well, we're starting into a break. But you have a teenager that's on a dating site, that's on Musical.ly, that is on some of these social media apps. They have a profile that they're available and vulnerable. And the next thing you know, Amazon is offering him out the 10 top sex toys. And they're only 12 years old. And so those are the kinds of ways that I see AI go wrong is not that the predator can reach them, but that they can be offered all kinds of products that are not age appropriate just based on their searches. We are up against a break. We are talking to Trip Elix on Protecting Kids Online. That is his book. We will make it available on our website. Uh, we're going to be up against a break here, folks. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Thanks. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. 
Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv you are listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. The organization is called Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. And we have as our guest today, Trip Elix. He has a book called Protecting Kids Online. He has a chapter in there that I find quite exciting called The Two Sides of the Dark Net. Um, Trip, you want to tell us what's behind that chapter and what you're thinking on that? Yeah, sure. And um, by the way, you can get my books on iTunes, Amazon, or my website, uh, tripelix.com. But the dark web is a place. If you talk about the entire Internet, where all these corporations are tracking everything you do, um, and there's not really a way that you can shut any of that stuff off, is the dark web is what I call a island of privacy on the sea of information. And on that island of privacy, when you get onto the dark web, nobody can tell what your IP address is. Now, there are some bad players that are out there that will sell drugs or guns or they, they literally, the human traffickers use it. Um, these are the illicit uses of of being anonymous. But you can use it yourself. And I think that kids, little kids, should be using the service of the dark web when they're using their computer. I absolutely disagree with you, sir. I absolutely disagree with you. I do not believe... I do not. I understand exactly what you're saying, but I do not believe that any minor belongs in the dark web. I, honest to God, have you, seen so you many think cases. That the dark. No, wait a minute, Opal. You think that the dark web is a place? It is not a place. I don't think the dark web is a place. I understand how the dark web works, sir. I also know that I have met several teenagers who started into the dark web because their parents believed that it was important for privacy, but because of that, it led them into some horrific pornography and some of it child pornography. And I have seen these cases over and over, and I personally do not agree that any minor, I believe that no minor belongs 
Netflix and the dark web. I understand that there are good parts of the dark web. Trust me, I get it. I understand it completely. I've researched it. I know. But I have also seen some serious cases of where, and especially in families where there's plenty of money and they can afford the Tor uh, uh, router, on there, then when left to their own devices, they begin to get in there and explore other things. I personally do not believe anyone should have one of those accounts that is under the age of 18. Well, the, it, one, there's not an account, but the other para problem that you brought up, and I talk about this in the book, is parents need to talk to their kids. You know, anybody that, anybody that has a child that's under 18 years old, it is their responsibility to know what is on that computer all I the get time. It. I and, get it, but I know, can tell you they're pa- not with them parents, 24-7. What's that? I get it, but they're not with them 24-7. You're right. They're not with them 24-7. They are, what they train that child to be is with that child 24-7. And if you create a child and you let that child off onto its own devices, that's where drug, the drug problem comes from. This crap about um, a community raises a child, a community did not raise my child and a community does not raise most children. My, I agree with you on that. However, I also know that I have seen significant cases where people thought that they had their child under control and the child did not have the emotional maturity or the intelligent maturity to be able to go in and make those decisions, but they gave them the devices that allowed them to enter the dark web or dark net. And and I'm telling you, I do not believe that's a good idea. Oh, that's fine. Um, the idea that you let a kid do whatever it wants to do is going to come back and haunt you every single time. I mean, it's really about knowing your child and trusting your child to make decisions in life. It's funny. We teach our kids how to safely drive a car. We, convi- we groom them how to operate a motor vehicle. We groom them to go to college, and we don't groom them onto the Internet. It's really oh, I agree with that 100%. I mean, that is the real problem. And on top of it, you know, Tripp, I agree with you, this in a big, big way. Parents are just looking the other way when they're giving their kids, 8, 9, 10-year-old kids, access to the Internet without supervision. It is amazing. They, ha- they don't have the emotional maturity, the intellectual maturity. They don't have cognitive reasoning. They're, they're, they're not, you know, I always say if you're going to do that, give them a bottle of vodka and ask them to carry it around for four years, but don't open it. You know, they do not have the equipment to make proper decisions, and they give it to them believing their kid's a good kid, but no parent is with a child 24-7. So when you're arming a minor with access to a global internet, you can know right off the bat your child is going to be vulnerable to a predator, and it often ends up poorly. Oh, it does. And this is the thing. You can't be with your kid 24-7, but you give them a device, meaning a cell phone, that is on the Internet 24-7. That's right. I mean, the way, the, the way that we control this stuff is this way. One is the cellular service and the Internet are not the same thing. Right. In other words, when you have a little kid... You can give a little kid a cell phone that those month-to-month cell phones are great. They're 20 bucks. They run Android and Apple, and they have an IP address only when we want them on Wi-Fi. So if you want to give your kid, a little kid, a cell phone, go ahead. You can put – you can – Uh, They can play the games that are on the cell phone things for free, and it really doesn't cost you anything. If you need a credit card to use to put on those and sign up for things like Apple iTunes Store, the best thing to do is go to a 
a uh, drugstore and buy a gift card and give mm-hmm. them that. Mm-hmm. There's a limit to it, and the, there's a hole in the banking industry that allows you to use gift cards instead of real credit cards. So there's a limit to how much they can withdraw. Mm-hmm. Um, once the kid has the device, you turn your hotspot on your cell phone when you're out, and they can use the Internet whenever you're walking around. One account. And everything control comes through you. The Internet mm-hmm. of devices when we're at home, and they have their Xbox and everything else hooked up to the Internet, the way you control that as a parent is just get a different Wi-Fi router, a second one. And assign them access to the second one. You can turn it off anytime you want. I like that idea. You know, I think that's that's we can, very smart. We, we we should control corporate America, not let it run rampant over our lives. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I'm into technology. I like AI. I know what AI is going to bring. But you know what? These devices. The devices of antisocial behavior is what social networking is about. So when you're having dinner, put the things in a drawer. Turn them off. You know, I, I, have, two, I have two cell phones. I have a cell phone that's got social networking, and I have a cell phone that's my telephone. And I only have one chip. And I let social networking, you know, I go on social network. Look, I promote myself. I promote books. I answer questions for people all over the place. My my website, by the way, is tripelix, T-R-I-P-E-L-I-X.com. I answer questions for people all the time. And I've always got access to the Internet. No, I don't. Because I turn it off. I control the system. My Wi-Fi router, it goes off at night. There is nobody going to able to hack a device that's not on the Internet unless they're standing over it. That's okay? interesting. We're up so, against a break here, so we're going to have to uh, close out for a second. We'll be right back. Thank you, Mitch. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. We are talking to Trip Elix. That's T-R-I-P and his last name E-L-I-X. His book is Protecting Kids Online, How to Keep Them Safe from Perverts, Stalkers, Data Thieves, and Scammers. So we're starting to come down to our last section here, and we haven't had a chance to talk about data thieves, and especially from a financial aspect. Uh, If I understand it right, you have a previous book that you've also written on this. Is that right, Tripp? 
Yeah, actually, I have three books that are out, but my first book is called Extortionware, A Hacker's Tale, and it's a novel. And wow. what this what the story is about is a hacker that gets kidnapped by a group of human traffickers and thieves. Um, the basis of the book uh, came from uh, a time that I, when I found a uh, trafficking and uh, child pornography ring running on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, these things do happen on the social networks, as you're aware. Yes. The, the pimps also um, use Facebook and and uh, pick kids that are off the social networks. Um, they'll also, they pick anybody that's in society. The victimization or the pathology of manipulators um, are in all walks of life, as we all know. Yes. Um, but um, the the book I actually released at DevCon, which is the hacker con- uh, convention in Vegas. Right. It's put on by the NSA, Sony, and Intel, mm-hmm. which I find a very strange <laughs> combination. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't know that they were all cousins. <laughs> but uh, the truth of it is, uh, and th- this is really important, there's a uh, uh, talking about Intel and its dark, uh, its, its dark history of being a DARPA project, which it was, uh, mm-hmm. and financial uh, information. Right. All of the chips that were made since 1987, there is an, an exploit that was released for all of these called Meltdown. And if your device gets infected with this new va- virus, it will literally fry the motherboard. This is mm. true for all devices. So your automobile, your television, elevators... Your refrigerator, if it's smart, your coffee right. maker, if it's smart on the Internet of Things. We right. already discussed how to, how to get control of all these Internet-connected devices, and that is control how they connect to the Internet through a separate router. But mm-hmm. what about our personal finances? We're told that we need to put our banking information on a cell phone. And quite truthfully, I understand why. The banking apps work so much better than the stupid websites that um, can be compromised at a moment's notice. You've, you know, we all experience, uh, we've seen thieves steal from us for way too long. So how do you protect somebody? What you do is, for banking, get a separate device. I mean, you can go out and buy a tablet, a cheap tablet, not a good tablet, but you can buy a cheap tablet for less than 100 bucks. Put your banking apps on it, add a new email address to that device. So only the emails, and you can sign up on Google or Microsoft or Apple or AOL. It doesn't really matter who you use, but make your New email address only known to your bank and to your utilities. Fascinating stuff. Now, That's a great idea. So with that new, I- that new email address from only that device, and we put our apps on that device, mm-hmm. we can pay our banking. We can look at our utility accounts. We never look at social networking or anything else from that device. And most importantly, when we're not using that device, we turn it off. Isn't that interesting? It's It's kind of like an electronic checkbook that you would keep somewhere and go to when you're ready to do banking. That's right. Yeah, what a great idea. And this is the thing, phishing, phishing doesn't work because nobody's got the email address. Right. 
That's great. So that you're, is interesting. you're not going to get fished. Uh-huh. The whole thing about all the eggs in one basket needs to go. We uh-huh. need multiple devices. And if you want a cell phone to do banking, go into Walmart or Target. They have <laughs> a $20 cell phone. Just like I said, for little kids, you uh-huh. can buy a $20 cell phone for yourself. That's great. That is a great all idea. Our, hey, uh, all our devices we're down to the today. Last, we're down to the last sure. three minutes, so let's uh, tell the people how to find your website, how to find your book, uh, how to s- reach to you, and like that. Yeah, my website is tripelix, T-R-I-P-E-L-I-X.com. There's a contact page on there. You can find me on all social networks. <laughs> I'm okay. on everything. <laughs> Just look uh-huh. for Trip Elix on the Internet. You'll find me. You can get my books on Amazon, iTunes, or my website. And it was great ha- being your guest. I really appreciate it. Oh, and maybe sometime you could have me back. Yeah, actually, you gave us a completely different perspective. I live in a world of just uh, human exploitation and sextortion and and child pornography and like that. But um, you gave us a lot of really interesting ideas. I especially love the the idea of doing a completely separate uh, financial thing uh, on a separate phone. And I like the idea of, of starting early on with your children where they have a separate identity. I do believe, as I can tell that you believe, I mean, one of the challenges here is educating the parents. It's, you know, anytime you give a minor who has not yet developed mentally, uh, you you must have the parent be responsible. And yet it, it is like parents still view these things as entertainment or toys or or something, and I say to myself, we've entered the era of personal responsibility. You cannot put an eight-year-old on an app like WhatsApp that has a billion users, and then when they get exploited by one of them, you know, you call the police and say, you need to protect my child. Who made the decision to put your child on a website that has a billion users? So I I really value having you on. Yeah. It is just a crazy time that we're all living. So we're closing out here, folks. This book is called Protecting Kids Online. The author is Trip Elix, T-R-I-P-E-L-I-X, and that's tripelix.com if you want to. Is that right, Trip? Did I have that right? Yeah. TripEleaks.com. You might want to write to him. Be sure and ask any questions that you have. You can get his book on Amazon or a variety of sites. And we will be having a promotional on this on our Facebook. So, Trip, thank you for joining us. Uh, We appreciate each and every one who listens to this uh, show and shares it with everyone. It will be archived for the next year at ExploitedCrimes.com. We're up against the end of the show here, folks. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. 